All right, podcast episode whatever number this is. Um, I'm joined today by my first guest that does not share my DNA. Do I? I it jury's out actually a little bit. Yeah, same color skin. Yeah. So, Reverend yeah. Brian Stevens. He's not a reverend. <laughs> no, not by any means. <laughs> Hello, Brian. Howdy. How's it going? <laughs> What's up? I'm just uh, thrilled and honored to be in this studio. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, I actually helped them buy this house, and I saw this just being a garage. And now to see what it's become, it's pretty cool. It's a cavern of recording yeah. personal therapy currently, like and also drums sometimes. Yeah. And seeing each block, I'm again, I'm glad you did not call me to yeah, stack not, these blocks. I did not call you to help out with these blocks. Especially the high ones. How did you do that? A ladder. And, and um, ice on my shoulder every night. Because you just, yeah. I bought those $2 gloves from Home Depot and you stacked them tangs. And that lower back from those dead Yeah, also, also lower back. Train. There's, yeah, capitalist, capitalism train. Today's episode is featuring the capitalism train. Yeah. Use code Tim Ramen at checkout to buy your own train <laughs> for 15% off. Um, just for the record, too, we knew about this train before you no, signed the contract. We, no, we all, we all knew it. Do you remember us? Walk, I don't know if you were with us when we walked door to door and asked the neighbors, like, hey, is it really that bad? Yeah, you told me. Yeah. yeah. So we, we came back a few times and we went, I think, five houses down and we're like, mm-hmm. hey, so the train's like right there. Right. I mean. So tell me how bad it is. Yeah. I mean, how, how bad is it really? And they all pretty much gave the same answer, which was, that's uh, pretty bad at the beginning. <laughs> but you get used to it. You know, it's not that bad. After the first decade, you're fine. <laughs> you just need a solid 10 years. <laughs> um. Because I, I think we own, like, right up to the tracks. I think our property mm-hmm. line is, like, right up to the actual physical tracks. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Brian, Brian's real, realtor extraordinaire. Brian is an exclusive member, if not the principal member, of what is known as the Waxahachie Elite. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Uh, oh, we're going. I mean, Brian and Tiffany, they're right in there. They are <laughs> absolutely running the Waxahachie Elite oh, crew. Gosh. I mean, big fish, small pond, <laughs> poster children. Uh, all right, Brian, tell the world about yourself. Oh wow! G- give us, give us just the, give us the highlight reel. The highlight reel. Mm. A highlight reel. It sounds corny, but I am a Christ follower. Yes, Lord, I receive. Oh my gosh! Yes. Come on, pray a hedge of protection around me. Yeah, I'll take a side of journey mercies. Um, and uh, married to my high school sweetheart. I. Uh, How many years? Twenty-three years. Oof. And um, she fell in love with me when I looked great. And we were from Venus, Texas, so there were like three guys she had to choose from. Yeah, it's, okay, yeah, pretty yeah. small pool. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. uh, twenty-three fa- years. Father of three daughters. So, um, girl dad. Girl dad. Yep. Exclusive girl dad. Exclusive female household. Yep. Yep. So that's been fun. Two in college, one going into high school. Which colleges? Uh, A&M. Yep. And now... To be determined, we're not sure. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. She's transferring? Yes. Ah, okay. I'm not picking it up. Gotcha. gotcha. Because they were both at A&M. They were both at College Station. One was at Berlin. Ah, yeah, yeah. And then one was at College Station. Okay, cool. Or, sorry, Texas A&M. A&M. Yeah, yeah. Transferring. Yeah. Okay, nice. And um, I think really the next one I'd say is... Um, I love relationships. So I dive deep into friendships, 
community. Hence why you're here. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I am I in real estate. Yep. Not just in real estate. Ladies and gentlemen, man is in the Waxahachie Elite. <laughs> he has sold, he has bought and sold every house in Waxahachie. <laughs> Not yet. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I would love that. Um, and then, um, I mean, I, my wife says I'm a man of many talents. Wait, no, I word that wrong. Not man of many talents, man of many hobbies. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there is a difference. There's a big difference. Yeah, there's definitely a difference. Um, so, uh, sports, um, watching sports, not playing sports. Um, and I would say anything and everything. I'm, I'm, I dive into things like every three months. New, new things. New things. Yeah. Golf, fishing, hunting. Um, cards, sports cards, sports cards. I kind of do want to get into that actually. Yeah. Now that we're now that we're talking now that now that the mics are rolling, I actually want to open. I want to crack that can open. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Um, man of many hobbies lately. Uh, TikTok debates. I want to get into that too. Yeah. Come on now. So that's been fun. Yeah. Great. So yeah. Uh, have you been in real estate all your life? I have not. Um, I am in year eight or nine. That's it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I had a pretty crazy. So I've been in, let me name this name, all the careers I've been in. Um, pool sales. I used to be telemarketer as a high school. Yeah, of course. Telemarketing, uh, pool sales. I sold mobile homes. I then got into roofing. Okay. And basically when a hailstorm would happen, I'd go all over the country and I worked myself up in that industry and found myself on the road way too much and was away from the family. Yeah. Made great money, but then family suffered. So we mm-hmm. said, what's going on here? Yeah. 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 And then wife got Tiffany. It actually was the first one to real estate. Okay. After okay. Ava got into school. So she was somewhat by herself at the house, got her license just to see what's going to happen. She kicked butt. She is actually the foundation for our real estate career because really? she was actually uh, one of the rookies of the year for Remax, one of her first years. Wow. Yeah. I don't doubt that whatsoever. I remember our first meeting. Do you remember where it was? First time we met. Hmm. I don't remember that. That was Okay. Okay. Yeah. I do remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming back to me. Yeah. <laughs> A little restaurant in yeah. uh, downtown Waxahachie. Uh, I think it was our second trip out here. We're trying to, we're figuring out. I think we had, we accepted the position. We're, we're moving out. And it was like a real estate meeting, meeting but also, meeting. Yeah. I mean, you guys are part of the church. Other, yeah, yeah. Sort of all of the above. How many kids do you have? How yeah. big of a house you need? <clears throat> yeah, all the things, like mm-hmm. all the information. And Tiffany was absolutely over the moon. The energy level, she filled the entire restaurant. She brings it. With the 20 foot ceilings, that, that whole restaurant belonged to Tiffany. Yeah. For that hour. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. I can see why she is top. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she killed it, and I was like, hey, wow, you're amazing. If you can do that, I can try to match it. And so quit my career, and we dove headfirst into real estate, which is kind of scary for both people to have a yeah, career yeah. that money is not guaranteed. <laughs> might not make money. Yeah. Yeah. But it's worked, and it's worked great. We've had fun at it, and Done pretty well, so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. You skipped the ministry part, though. Also, student minister at the Avenue. Yes, Lord. Yeah, yes. So and I've been involved with the Avenue for a long time. That's in, okay. That how was, long were you on staff as youth minister? Uh, maybe a year. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I'm trying to think real quick. Short. Short. Short yeah. but sweet. Yeah. I mean, probably, yeah, probably the second most impactful minister they've had ever. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I, I, no, no, um, no, no. I it's a joke. I, I know. I think you're right. No. You know, but no, you're, you're on the halls. We can, we can talk about that on a different episode, too, how much you know our church has meant to us. Um, but yes, I was actually student minister at the Avenue. Look at that. Yeah. Okay. So across all the careers, um, several in sales, mm-hmm. still essentially in sales. Right. Uh, what, what's the key? Uh, really the key is really connecting with people, not trying to sell a product. Yeah. Cause people can see, they can see through that if you're trying to sell them something. Yeah. Yeah. And that sounds really kind of cheesy, but really, I really find joy. I get like a rush, an emotional rush, just helping people, like mm-hmm. connecting with them. Like you guys connecting with you guys, seeing what you need. Yeah. And then helping you. Achieve that. Yep. Execute. Yep. I'll yeah. Love it. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Okay. Um, I mean, I've I got all kinds of questions. This is this is good. Now that we're rolling, we're, yeah. we're cooking. Um, raising three girls. How'd you do it? Well, it's we're not done yet. <laughs> Still one. I mean, Still, yeah. No. I mean, you're. <laughs> no, and you're not done. That's the crazy yeah, thing yeah, about yeah. parenting is that you're never really done. I mean, it evolves to different type of yeah. Well, so, what, what stage do you find yourself in now? Well, being that I have one going to high school, it's all in, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm we're fully guiding her. To they're both the other two in college. Um, we're still you know still there for them, and still probably still guiding them more than I thought we would, which yeah. is I think is an honor. I love that. Yeah, great responsibility. Um, but it's been, it's been overall great. I mean, I, I enjoy, they're, they're all, I feel like they love us. They still crave like this weekend. They all came into town. Yeah. We didn't have to like twist their arms. They liked it. We love, we love being together. And when we're together. Well, they know dad pays. That's part of it for sure. Uh, (laughs) You're not going to have, it's not going to be a cheat meal and dad's paying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we had a great, expensive <laughs> yeah, Mother's Day meal. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but we generally love being around each other, which I f- I find very very lucky to have that. Mm-hmm. Just seeing other you know other possibilities, and other people, is that we've so far created a family culture that we all love each other and all thrive. You know, have that desire to be together. Yeah, even post high school, post moving out, post. They're, they're adults, two adults. Yeah. yeah. That's well, what so what do you attribute that to? Because, um, I, I mean, I would say for uh, most parents who aren't psychopaths, mm-hmm. that is probably one of the top goals is that your kids still talk to you when when they're not forced to, when they're not actually living in your homes anymore. Like they still rely on you for either wisdom or guidance and they still talk to you and they still want to talk to you. Yeah. Um, I think it's a balance of truth and grace, and that is really a good balance. Because I've seen uh, where some parents are so much grace that they're their friends, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there's no type of accountability, and there's no type of just do your own thing yet. Even at an early age, is hey, you're your own person. Yeah, yeah, I love you no matter what. Yeah, Uh, which is true, Uh, but but then. There's still some accountability there. 
yeah. in some direction. And then I've seen people with so much, you know, truth and so much, you know, I guess you'd say authority and, you know, no type of grace at all that they've driven their kids away. Because they were just, I'm not your, you know, the other. I'm not your friend. I'm not your friend at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm your friend. dad. Yeah. You know, I'm here to only guide you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true either. I don't think that's. Yeah. And so finding that balance. And I always, of course, we've never, not perfect at all. But that balance is, I think we've, you know, we're hitting at a pretty good percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um. I. Uh, yeah, I'd heard it said. Um, I mean, it is sort of a biblical reference too, but the role of a, of a two parent, um, household strictly from the parenting perspective, from a psychological perspective Mm -hmm. is that in an ideal situation, the mom or not an ideal in, in what would be, I suppose, a standard setting. And it, it varies depending on the nature of the parents, I think, but mom represents unconditional love. No matter what you do, mm-hmm. always accepted, warm right. embrace, hug, kiss. Dad represents conditional love mm. as a representation of what you are going to face in the real world, which is only conditional love. Wow. Um, and the the yeah that's the that's the I, that that is the balance that um, kids perceive in the difference between mom and dad um, in an, in a healthy nuclear family is that there is unconditional love that exists and there's also very conditional love that exists as a lesson right. for um for what the how the world is going to treat you and i, and wow. I you know, that's that's the good father yeah that's the good father metaphor and that is essentially i mean you, god and jesus yeah do you uh, think that applies to I mean, i'm trying to self-evaluate here in that i think that tiffany and i have taken almost both roles mm-hmm and yeah. maybe maybe that's yeah. different for that's like good. I can see that as a father son relationship, mm-hmm. um, but I have found that I've had to step up my compassion big time with girls, hmm. um, and I think that's worked to where again I have spoken truth, but in a very compassionate way, um, and always covered in love. Like I've made sure when I have those tough conversations. To begin and end with, I'm saying this because how much I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. And maybe, I mean, what do you what do you find as a father son type of relationship? Do you do that as much, or do you feel like you're the hammer? I I think I it's more of a hammer relationship, um, but only because of what I per also know the world to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you um, people don't just always love you because you're you you have to sort of earn your love in the world, meaning you have to bring intrinsic value sort of perpetually in order to be either accepted or rewarded Yeah, wherever you are. You know, people aren't just going to conditionally love you. Your home, you know, your family will. But I think with with, with boys, you're, you're probably right. I think that's an interesting maybe dynamic here is that as a girl dad, you have had to lean more into the compassion um, side of things. And I'm not saying uh, son fathers of sons don't. And I'm also not even saying I've done it right. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, we're not going on the record I saying also say that. you did it. Yeah. Hopefully you, I'm you, not coming you, across <laughs> like I have all the answers. Yeah. You did it perfect. No, and I did it perfect. Not at all. And let's compare notes here. Uh, no, no, no. I, I think it's, um, I do think, boy, I mean, I'm creating, we're creating, 
young men, right? Or men, actually, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I've said this <clears throat> in other circles before, but I'm not, I'm not raising my sons. I'm raising my brothers. And who are the type of men I want to be brothers with out in the real world when all is said and done? And they're the type who are responsible and can take the punch that the world will give you, because um, the world will just life. Life is gonna, it's gonna swing a punch at you, and it's gonna hit no you. Doubt. Um, and I want to be brothers with guys who can take that punch and can still, and can lead, um, have a heart, but, um, are, yeah, don't completely crumble. I think under the weight of, of, of life. And so I think in the way I, I'm, I'm parenting or I have parented is, um, yeah, I'm pretty straight, you know, pretty straightforward. Uh, some of it is also depending on, on the personality of the kids. Mm-hmm. My two boys are, are very different. Yeah, they are. Um, like just in, in nature and personality, my oldest is is much more apt to be able to hang in that situation. Like the straightforward energy, he can kind of give it back to me. And he's darker in personality. Personality. Liam it kind of deflects a lot with hum, uh, humor. Yeah, lots of but, comedy. What's that? Lots of comedy. Lots of just lots non of his nonstop. Channel. <laughs> yes, like <laughs> nonstop comedy on his TikTok. Uh, <laughs> um, but if you push too hard, we'll crumble. You know, yeah. there's been times where it's just been like a you know an emotional breakdown because can't quite take that much rejection. You know, and so that that is part of the fatherly thing again is like offering the rejection mm-hmm. as a safe example, right? Of of what you will get. This is all a practice run. That's Once what this is. And it's all under the bucket of love. It, all of it is in the bucket of love. For sure. But it is a safe practice at just rejection. Um, if you do not do the dishes in the time, there is going to be punishment. And no, there's not going to be, I'm not going to just back down on it this time. We've told you multiple times or whatever the thing is. Right, right. Or if you don't get your you know thing done, yeah, I, I sort of represent what would happen to you if you just didn't do your job? You know, you're not going to get a hug and I, Oh, next time try it again. You're, you're probably going to get either written up or fired, you know, and I hope that those lessons are gleaned um, as a way to handle life early on. But, um, yeah, but personalities play into it. How, how harsh, you know, you yeah. can or cannot be. I mean, you probably notice a difference between your three. Oh yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Different way to parent, different way to one has thicker skin. I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 Different way to bring the truth. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, it always back, goes back to the old time me five love languages, which I think are still tried and true. Yeah, I agree. And knowing those, you know, how they're going to respond is going to determine how you you guide them. Um, Did you get, you get into the Enneagram thing? No, remember, we talked about that at dinner. Yeah, I had right. not taken. I was the only one at the table who had not. But, um, yeah, but we could ask your family and they could all tell everybody. <laughs> they yeah, could Tiffany, tell like, you what like, Oh, yeah, you're definitely a... What was it? Six or something. What it was? I don't know. <laughs> what number? <laughs> That's funny. We should probably call. I do. Him. Yeah, I, I probably. I need to take that. What, what was the other test? Um. Well, the, uh, um, uh, I, the the acronym is Widget. Um, widget. Yeah. So no, it's. Uh, I'll check that the, out as well. Shoot, what's the name of it? We were literally just talking about it before I hit record. Rewind. I'll go back and listen to this podcast and I'll figure it out. So yeah. You don't have to answer me. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. It's gonna kill me. Patrick Lencioni, uh, the working genius. Boom. The type types of working genius. Got it. Yeah. That's 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 been a fun new one. Okay. To dive into. It was really good. It's, it's really yeah. helpful if you're on a team too, which I know you are. You, you work mm-hmm. with other people. 
um, being able to understand. I mean, it's kind of like the Enneagram in that yeah. way, but diff- it's it's strictly applied to how you work, not how you feel. Gotcha. Which Enneagram, I think, will describe how you will react emotionally to certain things or what your propensities are. This work, the the working genius types actually have nothing to do with how you feel. This is literally just how you operate. Yeah. These things drain you. These things this person can do, but it doesn't give them life or drain them necessarily. It's just a rote task. And these things, you're going to see them light up every time Got it. when it's in this zone. And so that, that's been really helpful to understand about other people that you work with. Yeah. You know, but there's just a little bit inside of my spirit when I hear the Enneagrams is I was raised in an independent fundamental Baptist church. So I just feel witchcraft when you say that. <laughs> So okay, how fundamental? Because I've come out of that. How fundamental are we talking about? Uh, we swam in our jeans at church camp. <laughs> That's um, pretty fundamental. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Like fundamental. Fundamental. Ba- I mean, give me some other examples of fundamental. Oh, Baptists. King James only. Okay. Yeah. And then what was it? The 18? is this where are this women wearing makeup? Is that that one? They can't. Are they can wear makeup? They could wake up, but it was dresses down to the floor. Oh, okay. Hair in a bun? Hair in a bun. No jewelry? No. Um, no, my mom I'm thinking jewelry. of Pentecostal. Probably. You're thinking Pentecostal. Yeah. This is, yeah. Okay. This is just every sermon being you're going to hell. Like, yeah. I thought I was going to hell every week. I got saved, like, probably Dude, do you, This song times. came up today in a creative planning meeting. 500 times. Oh, I bet. Uh, I hey. wish we'd all been ready. DC Talk. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That one and got it, by, me. By the way, I know you're a music guy. Yeah. I still maintain that Jesus Freak is one of the greatest I agree. albums of all time. I agree. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. And and Free at Last also, the 1992 oh, record. Yeah. Free at, those two, it was Free at Last first, I think, and then uh, Jesus Freak. Then Jesus Freak. Really hard to beat. Yeah. Really hard to beat. I mean, production quality through the roof. Yeah. And ahead of their times. Way ahead of their time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah independent, independent Fundamental Baptist Church, King James only. Okay. Hellfire Brimstone. Help, yeah, Hellfire Brimstone. Um, escapism, would you say, at the core? Like, oh, yeah. You don't want to associate with all those people yeah, in exactly. the world. It's us. Totally, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Church all the time. Church, yes. Sunday yeah. morning, Sunday night. Soul winning on Tuesday, Wednesday night. Youth. So, hold on, hold on, go back. Soul winning? Soul winning, Tell baby. me. Tell me. I need to hear this. Oh man, you're either knocking doors or you're making phone calls. So yeah, yeah. Did you have a quota? <laughs> Did I know? <laughs> you it only wasn't takes a, it one. No, it takes <laughs> all one. of this. If it's yeah. just for some one reason, soul. somehow too, the um, the church stayed the same uh, number. It never grew. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Are you telling me with everybody doing soul people, winning every Tuesday? Every the church never grew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so how how'd you? break out of that or how'd you yeah finally so we moved to venus and i was going to both churches and i just basically just told my parents i, I have to get out so i started going to uh first baptist venus where i'm at one place i met my wife and wednesday night and i was like whoa what is this they they have a drum machine here what, what they're lifting their hands, Lord, I lift your name on high. Oh boy, they're not using a hymn. What's going on here? It rocked my world, and so, um, yeah, I just demanded my parents tell them I cannot keep doing this. And, and actually, I didn't get thrown out of the church, I did not, but it was a youth night at 
the independent Eleven fundamental Baptist church. Okay, all right. And then I preached and I used an NIV scripture because I was the the preacher, the guest, you know, the guest. Sunday yeah. night, yes, yeah, Sunday, Sunday night. morning, yeah, Sunday, Sunday night. night I was yeah. the student led preacher. Yes, and I used an NIV uh, scripture, and I was roasted. Yes, it was not pretty. Really, that pastor was not happy at all. So, um, and then basically, I just started. I went to first. I mean, it's kind of surprising you're still a Christian. I would say, uh, coming out of that, yeah, I guess so. No, I really did. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, and we can talk about another thing I want to get into in my podcast is deconstructionalism. Yeah, from yeah, the Christian, yeah. you know, from Christianity. For, but I feel like I did that with within the church. Yeah. Um. So that was definitely a process. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I was exposed to DC Talk and Audio Adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Petra. Yeah. Mm. Uh, big house. Big, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots, lots of <laughs> lots of rooms. F- football. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a line in the song. Oh, yeah. Fo- fo- where yeah. we can play football. Those were good times. Wow. No, so then I was then at Southern Baptist Church and did all the typical things, you know, mission trips and super summers and things like that yeah, growing up. Yeah. So. Okay, so now you're throwing hands in TikTok comments. I would not say throwing hands. Okay. <laughs> I am very, I'm very careful being respectful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, what, what do you, what are you doing? Describe that. So I'm not sure why I have this infatuation because I go into TikTok lives and I'm very focused on Mormonism, um, deconstructed Christians. Um, those are the main two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So somebody who's deconstructing or, or a Mormon sort of defending their. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just Mormon talk. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you get on a live with them? You just sort of say, hey, I want to bring another viewpoint? Yeah, basically on a TikTok live, when someone's live, you make a request and they kind of read through your profile and they give you a chance. And then so I've kind of just had this in with some people that they've kind of, you know, they're trying to convert me, I'm trying to convert them type of deal. (laughs) Who's going to win? We're still not sure. No. (laughs) Arm wrestling? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Theological arm wrestling? But it's fun just to hear... Again, they're just humans, you know. They're yeah. humans trying to figure things out. What? Okay, so give me. I mean, what's the coolest thing that's happened in one of the or craziest thing that's happened in one? The of craziest those? thing is, and I, I'll maybe put up a snapshot on my Instagram to show you guys. But I actually, had a two-hour discussion with a Satanist. Uh, he was wow. a Satanist priest, um, and was on his live for two hours. Okay, before, okay I want to get. I want to keep going on that. Yeah. Does the Satanist? Is it a denomination? Um, what do you know about this thing? Because when so you say two, a priest, like two, that's sort of two facts, main facts in Satanism. So there okay. is there are Satanists who believe there is a Satan, and yeah. they believe like, hey, we're worshiping Satan. Okay, I'd say that's the most minority. The biggest majority of Satanism are they're they're atheists. Okay, and they're they have the traditions of Satanism, Saint Satanic. I don't even know what the word sure. is. They're Satanists, and but they have the traditions of it. But they deep down and also will tell you. I don't believe in Satan. I'm an atheist that's just doing this to kind of like fly in the face of Christians. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm also really enjoying this. It's fun. Yeah, fun. Yeah. So they don't believe there's an actual Satan that is mm. being, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the majority of yeah, yeah. modern day Okay, Satanists. so, but, but there's like a, I was just, I'm questioning the hierarchy because when you say priest, that sort of Oh, yeah, this guy points was to, a full-fledged. There, there's a hierarchy and there are like yes. tiers and yep. you can climb the ladder of yeah. There's like seven tenets of Satanism, and mm. they have the Book of Satanism, and they have temples, and they have yeah, you know, the Book of Satanism. Yeah, 
Okay. All so right. I had a two-hour conversation with them. And most of those, I would say, were people that were hurt in church. Mm. Call, I'll call them back to church hurt. Yeah. And they're kind of deflecting everything, and they've kind of made a 180. Yeah, they're just anything yeah. anti that. Yep. Interesting. So have you made headway? Have you won any? Um, No, I have not. <laughs> to be honest, no. <laughs> you did. You're not meeting your Tuesday night quota, Ryan. We're going back to the it's same, same issues we've had thing before. The church has not grown. <laughs> We're just your spinning contrib- our wheels over here. Your contribution is We've not had some valid. good conversations, though. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So I, I think the least that I've, you know, maybe there's people in the comments, you know, because there's, when we're talking, there's maybe four or five people in the box that are speaking, and there may be a thousand people in the comment section yeah, yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, going through it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, what about the Mormon one? Oh, man, that's fun, too. How much time we got? I mean, I'm listen, I got all kinds of hard drive space. We're I don't want to go over 30 minutes. No, here, no, we're going. I know that's your quote there. No, no, we're going, man. Listen, yeah. special special day. First guest. So I'm, I'm geared up to talk about Mormonism because actually there's a 60-minute um, uh, on 60 Minutes, the show. Yeah. Uh, it's going to air uh, this week talking about how much um, the Church of um, Latter-day Saints has taken in and how they're just taking all this money and not doing anything with. Mm. So I have a new bullet point just to talk. And I really do respectfully. I don't go in there just throwing haymakers. Yeah. I'm not yeah. the like guy trying to make arguments or trying to make, you know, just make some conflict in there. I really am trying to just respectfully ask questions um, and then give them my viewpoint. And they, they're nice people. I think Mormons are like some of the nicest people yeah, in the world. No, I've had several Mormon friends. They're I great. Mean, yeah. Arizona, the proximity to Utah, you know, you get, you get some of that, but there's a, there's a couple of really big Mormon ta- temples. Mm-hmm, temples. Tem- yeah. Temple. I don't know yeah. if they were tabernacles um, in Phoenix. Um yeah, that's a whole. That's a whole thing. Do you do you find Mormons are on a conversion kick too? Are they trying to convert? Oh my people? gosh! Yes, I honestly don't. Yeah, okay. No, so much so that that when uh, you have uh, one of your children graduates high school, um, I mean, it's pretty much required for them to go on a two year mission. Right, the mission. Yeah, I knew about that. And so that's that's something that's, you know, while it's you, you almost you have to do it, and it's part of your work-based things because to they have a temple but they also have these small little they call them oh my gosh what do they call them not cubes but they call them i forgot what they call each church a smaller church um but you're not allowed to go into the temple unless you've checked a lot of boxes mm, okay. like been a missionary yep tithing mm-hmm. uh that they they check and all these different things our community service hours and all these, you know, the type of deal to actually go into the temple. You can go into your little your church. Yeah, it's the it's the the standard like blueprint church that you yeah. see on in every neighborhood or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or to get married in the temple. Yeah. Or to get your temple name. Yeah. So it's a whole big deal. So there's a lot of it is very you know work yourself up to different levels. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I know, I know some about it because I've I've known some people. Um, I will say, at the risk of sounding mean, but such as my brand, I played a gig at a Mormon thing once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Tell me how that went. That was the... uh, um, I thought homeschool energy was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, they kind of coincide, because I think a lot of them do homeschool. it's It's very much that... It's that it's that Chick Fil A cross section. Yeah, you know, 
just yeah, I don't want to go too far. I don't want to say too much. Yeah. It it was right next to incest type yeah. type energy. Like and it, and there were thousands of them. Wow. Of these kids and they had n- never apparently been outside the house. I I don't know. The the, the interaction <laughs> with each other, they've never So what was your role? What, I was, was playing this a party? Was this uh, a yeah, birthday party? Yeah, it was it was, a, it, was a, it was like there it's like a big it was in Mesa. It was uh Th- thousands of kids for a big Mormon sh- shindig. I don't know what the thing. I don't remember what it was or right. something. Um, there's got a guy I know, a, a buddy, killer musician, killer singer songwriter. Um, and but he, he was Mormon, and a couple of the guys that he, that um, helped produce the record that, that I played on and so on were also in that in that thing. So he got asked to be like one of the, the main artists, and so we played at like 11 p.m. or whatever, the 11 to midnight set. Like church camp, is that what it is? Yeah, but yeah, yes, ish. Okay. I don't, I don't really know. I don't even know what the layout was. I think it was like a regional, like all the churches, all mm-hmm. the youth groups or whatever, and these were all high school age kids and. That energy was crazy. Yeah, that was that was goofy. Yeah, um, yeah, that was. I, I'll, I'll never forget that night. But I'll never forget that. <clears throat> night. Yeah. No, but I enjoy that. I, I enjoy again respectful conversations with other people that don't think like me. Yeah, I really like to explore that. Hmm. I think that's something too. I guess we haven't talked about. I'm, I'm exploring making a podcast myself, and that's one thing I like to do in my podcast is explore people. You know, different different, different view, viewpoints viewpoints yeah. from people. Explore that, people. Is, that's cool yeah, too. explore people. And then that's that's for after that. the pod. Yeah. Um, explore different viewpoints. Yeah. And hear them and respectfully ask questions back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately convert them. <laughs> no, <laughs> so that's right. So you can get your commission check. <laughs> What's the coolest card you ever opened? The coolest offer oh, a sports card. Yeah. It was a um, actually a, a baseball player who is a Dallas native. And he is one of the top prospects, plays for Kansas City Royals. And it was a um, – cards have made a big transition to where not, to make them more collectible. They'll um, have an exclusive, like, numbered system for cards. So in a product, there'll be what's called a one-of-one. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was his one-of-one. So the only one in the world like this color like this. With a stamp that says one slash one. Yeah. Oh, this baseball player. Yeah. But is he active or? Yeah, now he's yeah, he's yeah. a starter for the Royals now. So that oh, pulled it three years ago. Oh wow. Yeah. What's, what's the thing worth? I sold it for twenty two thousand dollars. No, you didn't. Yes. Twenty two grand. Yes. Dude. <laughs> twenty two thousand dollars, and I pulled it. Um, I think like my buy-in to that break was like thirty dollars. Golly, yeah. dude. So it, during COVID, when everybody was stuck at home, yeah, couldn't get yeah. out. So it, the card market exploded because yeah, yeah. via mostly Instagram, you would have people who would buy boxes of cards. And instead of you buying a box. I mean, it's a mystery box. Everything's a mystery box, right? Yeah, everything's packed and sealed and randomized. And you're buying this box. And instead of you spending $300 on a box yourself, then you would maybe put in $10, $15, and you would buy a team for that mm. box and you don't know the box is sealed and you'd randomly get a team and then you'd see that team and then you'd watch them open each of the packets ah. and then you know most time it was nothing like oh, whatever yeah but the thrill of the ch- thrill of the chase yeah you, you know, know when you hit it was like wow and so i was unbelievably lucky 
So yeah, also, that's crazy. Yeah. And there's also grading service. So, of course, when you get a new card, you yeah. send it off and they look at it and quality control it and grade the quality of the card and higher the grade, the more money it is. And so... Um, so you had to send it off to get it yeah, authenticated and right. all that stuff. But that's died down, too. So okay. the market's definitely come down. Yeah. Shoot, man. Yeah, that was a fun time. I think that <laughs> I got a lot of... My wife's like, what are you doing? I remember when yeah, I first started she's saying, not, well, yeah, she's not saying that anymore. She's like, what? <laughs> walking around in, she's walking around in a mink coat saying, hey, you got any more boxes? <laughs> okay, so where, where do you even buy cards? I literally, I know nothing. Yeah, via Instagram. So you can even go on like right now. I bet there's card, guaranteed there's card breakers on right now. Yeah. So you go in the comments and they say, you know, who wants to buy a spot and you, you cash up them, you know, Ten twenty dollars, whatever. And they're it is. breaking your essentially your, your. They're filling up, so they're just. It's say there's thirty teams in in a, in a box. Yeah, they fill up the box, sell all thirty teams, wait for it to fill, wait for people to pay. After it's done, then they'll say, "Great, we're locked and loaded. Let's open this box." And you watch it live, and people are commenting, and it's all. Different. So you're not even actually getting the cards. At, they'll ship it back. To, they'll ship it's it just to you. after. So again, if you if you were randomly assigned the Texas Rangers, Dallas yeah. Cowboys, yeah, then whatever cowboys you get, then they'll ship that to you. Okay, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Is that how you were doing it? Like through a, a, a breaker? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then I actually did that. It was so wild. I actually took a persona. So I was Texas. Everybody knows me as Texas. Because you're from Texas. I'm yes. from Texas. Yeah. So even to this day, people that I will talk to on the phone or via text messages that I got to know through the card industry will call me Tex. <laughs> It's wild. <laughs> I went to card shows and I was so well known because I was actually would get on live and I would love to. T- Again, it's one of those things I just dove head head yeah, first all, into. You're all into it. And uh, so I was on all these different lives with thousands of people watching, and I'd go to Allen with a big card show and people would stop me. Are you Tex? Are you Tex? And I people would take selfies with selfies with me. Because <laughs> you're Tex. That's crazy. Yeah, but I enjoyed enjoyed it. So. You, you hung it up though. Um, tail end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I'm like, it's crazy, is that people, um, just even like last week, because the market has gone down, it's struggling, so people aren't getting their viewership as, as they, like they used to, Yep. had me on their live to boost their viewership, and then they'd give me a break credit. Oh, okay, okay. So I was like yeah, a paid cool. influencer to do yeah, it. yeah. I was on the live. She goes, "What are you?" My wife said, "What are you doing right now?" I was like, "I'm on this live with this guy because he <laughs> wants me to boost his member his viewership." viewership. She's yeah. Like, she's like, "Okay." <laughs> well, I mean, that's what you're doing on my podcast. I mean, oh, I guess yeah. Let's, let's just be what honest. am I getting again? What's what's the cut? It's like ninety two percent. Okay. Yeah, I'm only gonna keep eight of this one. Perfect. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a wild ride. Being being Brian Stevens has been fun so far. Yeah. Yeah. So far. So far. Yeah. My. 42 and 11 months and 20 something days. Yeah. Of being here. 43 on Saturday. On Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Parties on Saturday. Yeah. We're going to Town Hearth. We are. Town Hearth is fancy. You can buy a nice steak, nice cocktails, all kinds of good stuff, and also a Ducati bike. <laughs> yeah, had a couple. To. <laughs> there's a couple in the restaurant that are for sale. <laughs> uh, yeah. That restaurant's awesome. Yeah. Thursday. I'll be 43. Come on now. Yeah. I actually thought I was going to be 42. My, my wife uh-huh. corrected me and said, no, you're 43. And I said, 
You're right. I'm 43. I'm going to be 43. Yeah, I'm kind of hitting that point where I'm. Does it matter anymore? Exactly. That's what. That's what I. That's what I'm telling myself. I'm yeah. Sorry. Now, now, you know, this one's like, ah, it doesn't matter. It matters. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not anything. But I enjoy the birthday. Actually, I enjoy just friendships and getting together. So yeah. I use it as, as an excuse. Oh, like, that's a good crew. What I don't make got? people like. Buy me gifts, like unless you want to. No, but it's not that deal. <laughs> I'm gonna put in ten dollars for a breaker for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but isn't it crazy? Also, how birthdays have kind of like, I mean, when you're young, it's like everything is like the party and it's yeah. thrown for you, and yeah. you know the, you have all the but themes. I'm not sure if you. Do. I had Mexican parties too. I was I mean, I had Hispanic descent. And I remember parties to where like. They use that as an excuse to like party till like five a.m. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. like kegs were there, yeah. and I was like, well, "I'm five. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're long asleep. They put me to sleep early on my birthday party, <laughs> so they could save a drink. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, so you have the just you're all in about, about for the birthday, and then as a teenager, you're like, what am I gonna get for my birthday? And it's so exciting, and then you get to be an adult, and you're like, oh, it's my birthday. I guess I'm paying 500 bucks for dinner. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, 21's a big one, right? 21 yeah, and 30 yeah. is a big one. Yeah. Maybe 40, but, you know, the ones in between are like, oh, man. Yeah, I did a big golden birthday thing. Or is it silver or golden? Yeah, where it's, I did my whatever day you're born on. Mm-hmm. That, that birth. So I was oh, born okay, on the 31st. Gotcha, yeah. So my 31st birthday was your golden birthday or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, Sam yeah. May 18th, so I guess 18th, like, yeah, got to vote it. and buy lottery tickets. And I think, smoke. okay, I think it's silver, and I think then if you double that number, 36, oh, okay. what would you already pass down to? Yeah, thanks for bringing it up. I'm just saying. What if you triple it? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out going there. <laughs> I guess mine would be what, 62. I can, yeah, I can hit that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's it, man. I think we hit our time. Love it. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the pod, B. Steves. Thanks for having me. Look him up on, uh, what's the TikTok handle? Texas Sports Fan. Texas Sports Fan. And we didn't even With talk one about S. sports. It's not Tex-ass. Okay, it's right. The yeah. Texas, Texas Sports share an S. Okay. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a Tex, Texas, Tex-ass? Is there one? There Who's probably that? is. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go I ahead. remember that was my handle going back to the, to the AOL days. Ah, Texas. I was like, you can't put Texas in sports because then it's, yeah, two S's. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. all right. Well, that's it, folks. Bye. Bye.